ladies and gentlemen, my guest for today is none other than the chosen one, the king of the mountain, WWE Hall of Famer, J-E-double-F-J-A-double-R-E-double-T, Jeff Jarrett. Hi, Jeff. Denise, that was fantastic. You gave the old build-up, everything. You've got to add now. Uh, I'm a podcaster, but but we'll leave that for later. But no, appreciate the introduction. Jeff, with all of your titles that you have taken up, I think we would definitely be there for quite a bit with the intro because you've done so much. But honestly, it is such an honor to talk to you here today. I'm very excited because, again, you have done so much. And it's kind of exciting to, you know, kind of get into your brain for a second. Right on. I'm ready to chat. That's uh, I, I guess that's what the podcasting world's all about, right? <laughs> it Doing really the deep is. Dive. Doing the deep dive. It really is. So let's kind of get started there. You know, May 4th, you're going to have your new podcast, My World with Jeff Jarrett. Let's talk about what fans can expect to hear from the podcast. You know, uh, over the last, I just celebrated my 35th year uh, in the industry. So over the last, I don't know, three, four, five years, Conrad Thompson, my co-host, has approached me about doing a podcast. And I, candidly, Denise, was where I just wasn't interested because I've told wrestling stories, whether it's in the dressing room or on long plane rides or car rides. It doesn't, you know, I, I, I just had no interest in, in really sitting down and, and rehashing. I've always thought, uh, look to the future. I'm a promoter by nature and, 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 and think forward and obviously learn from the past, but don't dwell on the past. Uh, and so I've been a forward thinker, uh, but now, uh, during the last 12 months, and everybody has sort of radically changed their lifestyle, uh, it, it has opened my eyes to a few different things. And, and one of those is, um, you know, we live in that on-demand world entertainment that what, Netflix or Hulu or whatever it is, it's, it's on-demand entertainment. Uh, and so looking at podcasting through that prism, and as well as, uh, and I've told this story a couple of times, you know, when I watched The Last Dance with Michael Jordan and that documentary, and I'm a basketball fan, I'm a basketball junkie, I love it, and, and a Michael Jordan fan, but, but when I watched him have that laptop in his hand and, 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 and look back at different scenes, and then he would, you know, communicate his thoughts, all that, it was very compelling television to me. So I, when I looked at it that way, that a wrestling fan, I thought, you know, maybe they do want to hear these stories. I've lived it. I've breathed it. I've been around it. I've worked in WWF, WCW, WWE, TNA, AAA in Mexico, New Japan, all through the world, Rinka King in India. So I'm like, okay, uh, Conrad, um, I, I think I'm going to listen to you. And then when he started explaining just how the business works and, and, and Cumulus is our partner and our distribution partner and, and the A-list advertiser, you know, Geico, and this isn't about promoting sponsors, but, you know, the A-list sponsors and the format and, and, and if I'm going to do this, Conrad, I love the format. It's not guest-based that we're going to pick an event or a time frame, and we're going to do the deep vibe and the good, the bad, and the ugly, and, and, and really get into it and, and knowing with my mindset, thinking forward, maybe somebody listening, I don't know, they, they could be a wrestling fan or a non-wrestling fan, but maybe they take something out of it and learn from my mess ups because I've got a lot of them, but maybe they take something out of the podcast and, and, and it's a beneficial. So I'm excited to tell the stories and uh, above all, it's got to be entertaining. If it's not, you're not going to listen. So uh, Conrad is excited about that as well. So uh, I think we're going to make a good team. 
And I was curious about that. So I'm glad that you answered about the fact that whether or not you were sort of hesitant, because I think people have this like preconceived notion of, oh my God, there's too many podcasts already. There's no space for me. But the truth is like when you have a voice and especially someone with so much history and all of these stories, you can't help but want to know. And I think that is actually one of the best things about podcasting is actually hearing, like you said, the good, the bad, the ugly. That's the, what the people want to know. So Jeff, when you made this announcement and you know people obviously are tweeting at you telling you their thoughts were you sort of surprised by the some of the reactions you may have received you know this week it's day four of my the media tour the my world and i've done uh interviews from australia i just finished one uh from the uk i've done seven right there i've done in germany uh i've done in spain costa rica all through latin america but it's been a worldwide pr tour i i'm, I'm a bit overwhelmed at the, the I'll say the depth of the interest. Oh yeah. Hey Jeff doing a podcast, but then like the knowledge recall and Hey, you were tag team champion with Mil Mascaras in 1988. He's a legend from Mexico or Hey, you uh, wrestled in Australia on this day in New Zealand. And my son, I took him just all the intricate stories that go to that. I'm like, wow, this is really getting deep. And Conrad's team, you know, it's not just Conrad, Conrad, has a whole team around him that does research and, and really dives, dives. And so Conrad does his homework. So I, I, I've told him, you're in charge of the topics. Come at me and and and, and I'm, I'm ready. Um, but it's been overwhelming, the response, in a real positive way. That's incredible because it's just kind of like knowing that people care, like they care, like you mentioned, like they mentioned dates, they mentioned matches, they mentioned moments and you're just probably like, oh, okay, like let's, I didn't, I didn't think anybody cared about that, but here we are. <laughs> um, so, you know, speaking of that with a career, like you just said, spanning over 30 years, 35 years, 12 world championships and given your start, you know, as a referee in Memphis, did you ever think that you would be able to do so much and accomplish so much in this time? period not not in my wildest dreams i mean you know i when, and especially in the late 80s when you looked at the wwf at that time roster all guys six two four six four six six three fifty just monsters i you know i came straight off the basketball court i might may, might have weighed 180 pounds six foot 180 pounds so, so just knowing in my mind that you know the Look, I, I hope I can do this. I'm going to have fun at it. I've got been blessed with some athletic skills, but I never dreamed that that 35 years, I mean, it's the wildest thing to dream, that, that I'd be sitting here, you know, looking uh, at, at the last 35 years. You know, my family, my grandmother got into business in the 1940s as a as a second job. She worked her way up to, to a promoter status. And so I can tell now at this stage of my career, promoting's in our blood looking at the industry as a business from all facets, but I never dreamed that I'd be sitting here talking to Denise about launching a podcast. That's for sure. Never. Exactly. No, it's just so crazy because it's one of those things that I call, I like to say like the butterfly effect, like one thing, you know, just really needs to another. And so many, you know, things can spun, spawn off of that. So it really is incredible. And that's the thing with you and your career, you know, speaking to you about the fact that you've had roles in front of the camera, behind the camera as an executive. So I kind of want to jump in and find out a little bit with what would you say would be some of the best and worst uh, jobs that you've had in wrestling? Now, I know that's probably <laughs> a loaded question, but I kind of want to know. You just took the words out of my mouth. That is a loaded question. 
Um, I, I tell you what, you know, I've never been one that, that um, uh, I'm not a complainer. I, I'm just not. And, and, and so, um, but I've also, especially early in my business career, I wasn't a good delegator, tried to do too many things. But, but when you try to wear too many different hats, it can, it can become overwhelming. And that's something that I try to heed uh, as I've gotten older. I'm, you know, understanding to take a step back and to delegate. Um, so I'm not saying it's a bad, you know, it's one of the bad jobs. I will say this, um, doing it 24 seven, 365, uh, is something that can wear on you as well, because, uh, you, you can, you can have a factor of burnout, but, but if you sit back and, and every day now, um, I'll say, take, have a little quiet time to, to refocus and reset. That's something that I've learned over the years and, and it gives incredible strength mentally and physically. Uh, but you know, uh, to get what we do, uh, for, for me to have a career um, spanning 35 years, I know I'm lucky I'm blessed. Not a lot of folks can stay in one job that long and uh, or one industry that long, and I've gotten lucky. And here's the thing, too, is that, you know, with TNA, you were able to also help a lot of guys really start off their careers or, you know, continue their careers on a national promotion. And I'm not just talking wrestlers. I'm talking referees. I'm talking producers, commentators, all of that. So what does it mean to you to know that you helped give people that opportunity and also to see some of those people still flourishing right now? You know, and, and I, that, that's especially on the PR tour, it's come up, but, you know, namely, we'll, we'll say AJ Styles or Samoa Joe or, I mean, we can name lots of folks. I, I always immediately flip it and I think, think how much AJ Styles helped Jeff Jarrett. Think about a young AJ Styles, you know, he came in uh, and, and he's gone on record. Everybody went on record. They didn't think it last six weeks, let alone six months. And, and now, uh, you know, you look at it, it's the, the impact still going 19 years later, 20 years later. But but when I think about us coming together in 2002 and 2003, and we went from a Wednesday night pay-per-view to two hours of primetime on Spike Television in a relatively short amount of time, uh, it was a, a monumental team effort. And we all, you know, we always didn't always get along. There were ups and downs and ins and outs. But collectively, we really built something special. It's the early stages of Samoa Joe and, and or, or, or AJ Styles or, you know, Rudy Charles, the referee who now is at WWE or Jeremy Borash, he's a producer. They're, they're, I, and I could go on and on. There's a whole list. There's, you know, Mike Weber, who now runs Fight TV. Um, he had a long career before he came to TNA, but he was a part of TNA. So there's a bunch of team players that came in and out. And uh, I feel pretty blessed that I got the opportunity to work with everyone. That's really incredible. And obviously, you know, everybody's mentioned AJ Styles because he really has helped. I think, you know, trying to change the game and showing, you know, young and up and coming talent, like, you know, everybody thought that there was only one path to take, but now like if he kind of showed a different path to different, to upcoming talents. Well, I've, I've always, and, and I think I, I'm in a lot of ways lucky because of the experience that I saw that, that, you know, in Hollywood, not every actor goes to the same acting school. And, and, and I live in Nashville, Tennessee. So when you have a diverse array of artists that play all different kinds of genre music, play the guitar differently, it's the same instrument, but th there's a different rhythm that, that certain guitar players, and there's obviously different singers. So to be a diverse artist, you have to have a diverse background. And with a diverse background, you have diverse experiences. So AJ coming up through the TNA system, 
he wrestled all over the world. He, he wrestled for Ring of Honor. He wrestled for different promotions. And then he went to Japan, uh, you know, for in the Bullet Club and had that experience. And so when he arrived on the WWE stage, he was ready made. I mean, when he walked through the curtain at Royal Rumble, they were chanting his name. It, it, he had no history in, in, in WWE, but the world knew him. And that's really the magic of this industry that, you know, you talk about AEW and Impact and Ring of Honor and WWE and all the promotions around the world. We're all collectively, and again, I'm a wrestling fan, long before I was a promoter or a wrestler, we're all one big universe. Exactly. And I like that because, you know, you mentioned the magic of, you know, this business and you mentioned AEW being one of those, you know, one of those promotions. And that's the thing is that, you know, right now they've got the buzz. They've, you know, people are talking about them. You can say that they've changed, you know, the landscape of wrestling. So given that, you know, you know, the world of wrestling inside and out, you know, frontwards and backwards in all directions. Um, what are your thoughts on how they have sort of, you know, changed the game in wrestling and sort of, you know, offered more of a possibility to to young talent. It's I mean when you just drill down the Khan family and Tony uh, running point, the the amount of capital, the, the the amount of money that they've infused to the industry. It's 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 it, when you look at it strictly from a dollars and cents, an enormous investment in the industry, which helps everyone, including the WWE. It, it is such a lift, but you know. Uh, uh, to Warner Media, and so you know, in prime time on Wednesday nights, and they're going to be adding an elevation and dark, and they're getting their product seen around the world, and you know, it's a trickle down effect. So a guy like Darby Allen, phenomenal talent, but now he has a platform to to to, to that 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 AEW's provided them. Chris Jericho, what a platform! You know, yes, AEW. Uh, Chris is without question, uh, big time helped AEW, but on the flip side is. The Khan family has been incredibly generous to Jericho and Sting and everybody else. So it's great for the industry. It, it really is because, um, you know, TNA, uh, we, we were on primetime on Spike TV and then off in what, 2013, 2014. So fast forward five or six years. Now we got a new player in the game in primetime television that does nothing but help the entire industry. It really, really does. Now, you mentioned Darby, but who are some of the talents right now, whether it be an AEW, WWE, Impact, Ring of Honor, wherever, uh, who are some of the talents that you're currently a fan of or you think Denise, is gonna, are going to go really far? Denise, we don't have enough time. That mask over <laughs> your shoulder, Psycho Clown, he is a talent that, 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 yes. that is, that, that's untapped. And he's, a, he's really, really, really good. Uh, but I could go around the world and, and talk Mexico talent. I could talk Australia talent. Uh, talent coming up in Japan that's really on the scene. Uh, in the United Kingdom, which is, you know, I used to say it's the new hotbed. Not really. It's 10 years running uh, of, of talent that are being developed there. And then, of course, Canada and the U.S. It's, it's really wrestling that, that really burst on the scene in the 90s that I was a part of with the Attitude Era. And, and obviously from, from regional promotions to cable television, and now we've moved into social media and digital in such a global universe. There are guys in India right now training. And, and, and so there's really not a corner of the world untouched of talent development. And so I could tell you some names right now, Denise, that you would go, I have no idea who you're talking about. And I'll say, well, you will in about five years. <laughs> 
Amazing. And I like that because like, you know, first and foremost, you mentioned Psycho Clown. And I still think that there are so many talents in Mexico that really could be out here just like killing it. And, you know, we can yes. go into that a whole different thing. I mean, you could literally talk about that for hours about, you know, Lucha and everything and all of that. But that's just the beauty of wrestling. So now, Jeff, now I know that you've been doing four days of a media tour. You've been nonstop talking about wrestling. So I'm going to completely switch gears up here and I'm going to turn this interview upside down. And I'm going to throw one at you. And hopefully no one else has mentioned this one because I am a diehard Taylor Swift fan. And I know that your daughters had the opportunity of a lifetime to appear on her music video for mine back in 2010. I need to know what was that experience like? And have you had any contact with Taylor since? Uh, So Taylor, uh, originally born in uh, Pennsylvania. But her father, uh, you know, great, great family. Um, but Taylor wanted uh, to break into the music business. So as a, as a family, they moved down here. And her brother went to the Catholic school uh, right down the street. Uh, and, and Taylor went to Hendersonville High School um, as her career was coming off. And so she was, uh, she had a friend of the family. And, and so we became family friends. Um, and you know, she, 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 you know, she's in the community. I'll say that the the auditorium here at the high school is Taylor Swift auditorium. So uh, I'll say she's in the community and, um, she, you know, obviously she had Tim McGraw and and all those songs break, but when mine came out, she came over to the house and Jeremy Borash, he, he likes to tell this story. We were having a creative meeting downstairs and Taylor would, she would come over and get the girls and take them back to her house. They'd bake cookies and all kind of stuff. So Taylor was the, the you know probably seven or eight years older than my oldest daughter. So anyway, a family friend. But uh, one day Taylor brought over here Joe Jonas and Jeremy Borash likes to tell that story. Like, oh yeah, Jeff, Taylor's upstairs. I'm okay. We were downstairs doing a creative meeting, and he goes, and Joe Jonas is with her. And I thought it was it, it was look at you, <laughs> Denise. You're just shaking your head. We've been talking wrestling and all of a sudden now you're interested. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like blown away here. Cause it's not every day that you have Taylor Swift and Joe Jonas in your house. <laughs> but uh, the, the mind video, you know, the story of it and Taylor's so creative, but, but uh, my daughter, Jacqueline looked like a little Taylor and, and we were out on the lake one day and, and got in and Taylor pulled up and she just came right up as bold as she always is with that personality she said i want jacqueline in the video and i said okay so that's how it came about and then all the kids got to go up to it we flew up to uh maine where we shot the video it was real cool uh had to hide you had to turn over your cell phone to get on set and all kind of stuff but it was a good experience for the kids uh we all enjoyed it as a family but uh, yes so the mind video you can check out the Jared kids in that video. <laughs> oh, that is such a treat. And like, I think like looking at like everything she's done since then and to oh, say wow. like, I mean, it's crazy. And with all the stuff coming out and, and the, the perspective, you know, I, I've always at times put on my business cap, but having those conversations with, with, with the Scooter Braun and all that situation. And then I'm like, wow, Taylor, she's re-recording everything and releasing it. You just got to tip your cat. And, and you, you, you talk about, her mindset and, and, and a buddy of mine uh, works for William Morris, the, the, the William Morris, uh, WME. Um, I've got some buddies that work for them. And, and as a young girl, Taylor 
commanded boardroom, Scott Borchetta in the room, William Morris agents, and and and, and Taylor. Um, I think she was, you know, 19, 20, 21, her commanding the room. So she not only is she uber creative and talented and just thinks like an artist, she also has the ability to think like a businesswoman. And those two skill sets combined, you rarely see. So as things have transpired uh, since the mind video, but her business acumen and with her catalog and publishing and, and, and her putting all this music out now and re-recording, I just kind of tip my cat to her because you talk about taking the bull by the horns proverbial saying, it's just incredible. And she deserves all the success she has. Amazing, amazing. I can't even tell you, like that is just such an awesome experience. Again, I'm a big fan. And so it's really cool <laughs> to be able to chat with you. I've literally been dying to know this for like the longest time. You know, I've read the articles about this. You know, I obviously seen the video and seen some of the behind the scenes photo, but I was like, I need to know the, the story from Jeff Jarrett himself. <laughs> so, so we got finally got it. Jeff, I want to thank you so much for this interview. Before we go, please feel free to plug in your podcast and everything that you need to plug in. Sure. Starting May 4th, My World Drops. It'll be dropping every Tuesday. Anywhere you want to subscribe to your podcast, go to. But as a part of this launch, we've launched a website, realjeffjarrett.com. Uh, and then all of my socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or at Real Jeff Jarrett. So all you got to remember is Real Jeff Jarrett and plug it into your uh, browser, go into any social media. My kids uh, made me get a TikTok uh, account. I haven't used it, but it is at Real Jeff Jarrett on that. Uh, but yeah, my world launches uh, Tuesday, May 4th, and we're going to drop it every Tuesday thereafter. I cannot wait to listen to it. Honestly, I'm very excited for all of the stories and everything. Guys, for everyone watching, please do not forget to check out the podcast, My World with Jeff Jarrett, again, out May 4th. I will be posting all the links in the description box of this video so you guys can just go ahead and click on them and get there. Please do not forget to give this video a, li a like and subscribe to the channel. I'm Denise Salcedo. This is Jeff Jarrett, and we will see you guys next time. Bye, everyone. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please don't forget to leave me a super nice review and a five-star rating. Plus, make sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Denise Salcedo for funny wrestling commentary, guest updates, silly live stuff, and more.